Hello, I'm Stephanie Luo. Welcome to Surface Time: Confessions of a Diving Junkie, where I chinwag with people who are like me, scuba diver and chronic addict to being underwater. Recently, I went diving in Coron, Philippines. This place is famous for wreck diving, where you get to explore some Japanese ships that were sunk by U.S. task force in 1944. We dive with pirate divers for a week. I think on the second or third day after we finished diving for the day, and on the way back to the resort, the lady crew members of pirate divers, Michiko and Sherry. We're making some concoctions that clearly was made mostly with tandoori, Filipino national pride rum. Our DM Flora told me that they were making jungle juice, then handed me a cup to try. After a few more rounds of jungle juice, I told them about surface time and asked if they would take part. So after we wrapped up our last dive, we went to Black Island for barbecue. And this time, some jungle juice made with Filipino gin. So, so when we talk, I just have to pass this to everybody. Have you listened to my podcast before? No, yeah. Okay. So the program is called Surface Time: A Confession of Diving Junkie. It's a creative project. I wanted to collect various different conversations with people who are scuba divers and sharing their personal experiences. And most of scuba divers are not professional, not like you working as your day job. Normally, I start with my classic opening question: "Is where was your last memorable dive?" And before we do that, I'm just going to pass around, and if you could just introduce yourself, and also feel free to add a bit about parrot diver, the swanger. So, Sherry, we、we'll、start with you. Hello, my name is Sherry.、Um, I do marketing, social media for Pirate Divers, Buswanga. So it's a dive shop in Coron, Philippines, famous for World War II shipwrecks. So I've been with them for over a year. I work mostly online. And this is my second time here visiting them. Yeah,、uh, my last memorable dive.、Mm-hmm. I think a few days ago when we were in Okikawa, because that was my first time going inside Okikawa,、okay. and it was so dark, <laughs> and I kind of got lost for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, and that's my last memorable dive. So it was this getting lost, the memorable parts, or <laughs>、yeah. the dark parts of Okawa itself, both. <laughs> yeah, because I think out of the wrecks I've done here, that's the darkest one. Okay. The biggest one, also. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize Okawa is the biggest one. Okawa is the biggest. Yeah. We only been there once. Not a very good first impression. When I did my check dive, because entry point is so narrow,、mm-hmm. and I'm doing side mount, so I have to do like mermaid, either that <laughs> yeah, or I take my mount on the side, and in order to swim through. So yeah. Anyway, I'm going to hand this to <laughs> our camera lady the whole time, <laughs> Michelle, and the lady who introduced me the jungle juice.、Oh、so hello,、uh, my name is Michiko Fasato. I am a resident in Buswanga. 
I work at a resort, but sometimes I go to the dive shop and helps a little bit for pictures and assisting guests sometimes. I don't dive often, but I have a memorable experience diving is when I see a sitter dog. Because diving is not my line. I just do it when there's a f- available slot for me. So that's my favorite memorable experience for me. And also, I just want to add, I'm Ichigo Posato. And my granddad is one on the shipwrecks. My granddad is a Japanese. That's why my family is here. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. When I done my advance, I will check all the shipwrecks if I have a time. Hopefully, if I can find my nice instructor, not like my husband, always moaning about me. <laughs> jungle juice. <laughs> so this uh, drink, we call it jungle juice because of the story about the typhoon eight years ago here. And those lo- local expats here ran out of alcohol and there's no boat from Manila to Coron. So they made it up this rum with juice and water and it's been going around here resorts they've been selling it also here what's the main ingredient it's a local tandoi here they call it tandoi rum and pineapple powder juice and water then ice thank you so the next one is our dm the ah. one of the few female dm i meet okay. in philippines I know you're just a baby DM, but mm-hmm. still, it's quite a spectacular, amazing story that you told me. <laughs> so, Flora, over to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, that's me, Flora. Well, I'm originally from Mindanao, but I moved here last year. We moved here. Him. The French guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we moved here last year. Um... First, we visited here, so we stayed in Koron for like two weeks, and then we rented a bike, and we would like to go to Buswanga. So, in just uh, three nights, uh, he decided to bought a piece of land. It's not that big; it's just for residential. And so that's when I came here. Then I started like I'm so bored at home. Like I would like to work, and started F and B in one of the restaurant in Salvation. The town of Biswanga. And when he came back January just this year, he was like, why not try diving? So, February that time, um, so we approached Simon, like, hey, Sai, I would like to be a dive master. Like, <laughs> they were like, love me. Like, have you tried Desti? Uh, Discovery Dive? Like, no, not yet. <laughs> have you been diving before? No. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, let's try this first, and then if you like, and then we will continue. So I tried second week of um, April, diving, and then April 20. Oh, absolutely. That was my memorable, best memorable in diving. So I started second week for my DSD, and then April 20, open water, and so on, advanced rescue. Dive master. So what happened on your I mean first open water? My open water. So Toby I called him Papa, Daddy, Father, whatever. Michiko's husband, yeah. So he was the one who taught me from scratch 
the best deed that I cannot forget was like I still know that feeling that I'm so amazed that I'm breathing underwater. Mm. And that that feeling I still know how it feels. To this day, like mainly I would like to um to learn to dive where I can also work like later after I learned diving. So I was like, that's the perfect spot to learn diving. Yeah, do you know? Um there's still like I have a lot to learn from them, from my colleague Simon, Toby. I still have a lot to learn. I'm getting there. So you've been dive master for about what four months since June? Yeah, four months. So what are the top three things that you've learned? Whether it's about yourself or about diving, what would that be? So for me, for myself, like um. Mostly being calm underwater, not to be panicked, and self-discipline as well. And to diving, it's like to pay attention to every details. The guests, like once they're gearing up, or like before to leave the shop. Yeah, those, they're like, because every little details, it's so important for the divers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think it's also very important to share your experience with the new divers, right? Because just looking at our group today, we have open water through to instructor. Would you like to share your experience of diving with very different type of people? So, yeah, as a different kind of nationalities, different kind of attitudes. But, like, there's the thing. So whatever they are at the surface, however they took, however their attitude is, once they are in the water, they're like quiet. They are the boss. Can I follow them? Like, uh, see them, they gonna follow me if I am their guide. Yeah. But, uh, like, I didn't encounter any rude people, by the way. Like, they're all good. Like, even if they are already so experienced, and especially those, like, started to getting there, like, they just did the open water. And the open water today, that's a thing. Like, if you're, like, mixed, because I have today the open water advanced to advanced open water, and needs to level to the open water level. Mm-hmm. They cannot go more deeper into mm-hmm. their maximum depth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask um, Michiko, it takes photos and you help out in the uh, the dive shop so what what have you observed from the dive shop side of the operation because most of the time we come and go I mean as a diver I don't spend much time so what have you seen at the dive shop yeah well organized I think and they help each other the staff and they always buck each other when someone's need one they always there it's like a family it's actually yeah the dive shop or the pirate divers is not uh, actually a business only. It's a family. They always meet up. Even there's no job work. There's always like uh, to get together, to listen to each other. And they always say, if you have a problem with me, let me know so we don't have the, any problem, you know. Yeah, that's what I observe from pirate divers. They treat us, uh, each other, a family. What about you, Sherry? You, you, you've been doing marketing, obviously. You need to get to know the operations quite well and comparing to various different 
dive operator that you've seen, you work with? What are your views? Um, I agree with Michiko. I think like they're a very close-knit um, group, like a family. Because also um, when I first came here, that's also how I felt. So they were very welcoming and everyone was really nice. And yeah, they help each other out. And um, they're very cool people. <laughs> very chill. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Jason has um Paradiver's logo <laughs> tattooed on his chest. Does anyone know the story behind it? No. Signs of loyalty? Drunk decision. Drunk <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was a drunk decision when uh it's not just him actually. Uh the owner Simon has one also. Michelle Michelle hung here the logo. Yeah, Jason no. is actually drunk because he doesn't like middle. He, I remember having a uh, tattoo when at my birthday here, and he said, you want to try one? So a really small one. He was just like, really, like he wanted to cry. <laughs> and then, yeah, he was drunk. This is just a drunk decision. <laughs> but he does love pirate divers also. That's interesting. They're very loyal. <laughs> a loyalty for the pirates. You get yeah. branded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to ask you because we also stay at Buswanga Bay Lodge, which is right next to the dive shop. Mm -hmm. It's the first place I stay where I just need to walk two minutes <laughs> from where I stay to the dive shop. Do you know, like, is this real that BTS has been here or just a joke? You know, they know it. So the plaque on yeah, south of the room true. outside that Maya has J Hope. BTS was here. Yeah. So that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were here. They did come and stay here. Yeah, they actually yeah, they filmed the They filmed the they have this sorry, I'm BTS Army. <laughs> I'm a <Right>. fan. <laughs> <laughs> so they filmed this content, like summer content, winter content, they go to different places. So summer twenty seventeen they went here to Karon and they stayed at Boswanga Bay Lodge. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I bet you wish you met them then. I didn't know them then yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, really that's true. Yeah, the stuff is the only one who can see them. Other like, even me. I really want to. But I can't. <laughs> they, I can't. They're not allowed to be disturbed. Okay, so there is that little bit of claim of fame. I thought it was just a bit of a joke. <laughs> the name is where they stated. Uh, wrong. You stated, staying in. J-Ho. Who was there? Okay, I don't even know what he looks like. I'm not a BTS fan. So, <laughs> so I also want to ask five questions. The first one would be, what's your top three safe diving practice that you would recommend to people? I'd always do a complete check, like body check and self-check. Because mm -hmm. the only equipment I own is a dive computer. So everything else I rent. So it's important that I check everything since I'm not familiar with the gear, since mm -hmm. it's not mine. Uh, for me, if you really want to try scuba diving, you have to be mentally and physically prepared. Uh, for scuba diving, it's not like you're selling something. If you want to dive, you think, oh yeah, I want to try, I want to try. But you know when you have this thing and you're still scared or something, you don't force yourself because anything can happen underwater. It's like a... Full decision, mental and physical. Um, for me, like being calm, the calmness, 
the second one will be like where to exit so that you'll go back to your mooring line safely. Safety stop, three minutes for five meters. That's the safety, safety before to go up. Yeah. Okay. Jason, yes. this should really be women's only, but I do want to ask you to verify why do you have Paradiver's logo tattooed to your chest? That's because of drunk so much. That's why. The drunk decision is a little bit sad in here. Oh, what did you drink? Uh, it's a lot. It's um, different. Just was different, right? Just like red horse, gin, just makes that's why. Make it some this one now. So, so did you drink it in order to have that? Yeah. Oh, so you knew you were going to have tattoo. Mm -hmm. It's not because they spike your drink and say, let's get some <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> so they didn't do the prank on you. It's, yeah. it's a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> right. Okay, the second question. What do you do in your own space as a woman to maintain your own wellness? To maintain my own wellness. When I don't have a dive, I usually woke up at 6, 5.30 actually, get up, put my short uh, sports bra on, wear my shoes and just run. And there was a closest port in Putod and Salvation. And that's, that's where I did my workout. And then back home. So you do walk out to run, to run, yes. Actually, like... being a DM is tough because you do lock around all the heavy duty stuff just like the boys. Yeah. That... And they bully you, right? Yeah, they're always like a bully. They're always a bully to me ever since, ever since day one. They're like, oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. You, that's part of your training. <laughs> so you gotta, Dizan was like, especially Dizan. So this one like, oh, Nora, uh, make me coffee. Why? Why? Like, that's part of your training. <laughs> so Michelle was like, that's not part of our training. <laughs> so anyway, they are a bully, but they're a very, very good person. Yeah. And they taught me a lot in diving. Okay. I had a lot. I still have a long way to go to learn from them. Yeah. But they were just pulling your legs. Not really bullying. No. Yeah. Michiko, what about you? What do you do to maintain your awareness? For me, just to maintain it is like us being women, like me also, I have kids. We have whole day. I always save one to two hours for myself. I'll do what makes me happy. Like I read, I watch, I do planting, I do gardening, something like that. That makes me feel, you know, if I want to be alone, I can be alone because even I am a mom, I'm allowed to be myself also, not just being full-time mom. That's beautifully said. I like that. <laughs> Sherry. Um, I try to keep a work-life balance. Because <laughs> since I work remotely, so it's flexible time. So, you know, it, there's no boundary between work and like your free time. Yeah. But like I try to keep a specific schedule only for work and for play. Yeah. Yeah, so I like spending a lot of time outdoors and also like bike cycling, swimming, diving, hiking, stuff like that. Yeah. I think in short, really just stay active and yeah. then and have your own space. Okay, the next question. So looking back to your 18-year-old self, what would you say to that lady back then? 
for me, um, if I can talk to my 18 years old self, is I should listen to my mom. Finish study, save money, I work, save money in travel. Because I was, I got pregnant when I was 18. So I have my 11 years old. I'm not saying I regret it because I have my daughter, but there's life outside here, you know. It's not late for me now, but if I can, I can, I can go back, I will do what my mom said to me. Well, for me, I should not have listened to my parents. Oh, you the opposite. And those time. <laughs> oh, because at the age of 17, I was about to finish my third year high school that time. So I finished, I did my school late because um, my parents cannot afford, so I need to work to support myself to study. Mm-hmm. I was like in Davos City that time. And I went to Sunday school and my sister was like, um, next year, you move back to our place and you continue study there. So I moved back and like fast forward, my parents like so guy and like to arrange it. Like for marriage at the age of 17. So I like they need to wait for my 18 for us to get married. So if I could have like looked back and talked to that person, don't listen to your parents so that they'll have. But eventually I have beautiful kids. So I am happy. And as Michika said, uh, there's nothing, there's no space to regret of the past because it made us a better person to what we are today. And thankful to like for everything that happened, it taught me a lot. And since then, like I've been working abroad. Like everything was good. Uh, when I was 18, I was just about to start first year in college. So I would tell myself to just have fun and enjoy life <laughs> and travel a lot. <laughs> so the next question, what would be a life-changing experience? If you look back on your life now, you mean like uh, what have changed in a good way, after in a good, way. In a good or bad, whichever. Well, at a young age, there was time that it had, um, like the event was so bad. But apart from those, it made me look in the other way. It made me brought to other country. That it made me who I am today as well. I can communicate people. I can talk in English properly. Uh, unlike before, I'm like so timid. Hmm. Yeah. So like being like decayed abroad made me like, okay, I can do it. Um, For me, the pandemic was life-changing because before that, I used to work um in an office, 9 to 5. So because of the pandemic, um, I came back to Manila and then started working remotely. And that's when I got to had the opportunity to work um, in diving. So, yeah. And I got to explore, like, other other work opportunities also. But also at the same time, like, I was had control of my time. And I didn't have to, um, like, commute in, you know, crazy traffic, life-changing. What life-changing for me is being a early mom. Yeah, it's because it's teach me a lot. Like, what is the life is, you know, it's not just when you're single, you can live the life to the fullest, you know. But when you have a daughter, I mean, I have my daughter, 
it makes me uh, teach me how to save money and support and give everything that I can give to, to her that I never had before. And I want to keep that way. And I want to keep my family like this. I want to keep like supporting them, which is I love because it's nice to have the feeling that I support them the way that my mom and my dad can't before because it's really hard than I feared before. And yeah, that makes my life change when I have my daughter. That is so beautiful. Okay, last question. Um, what are you most passionate about right now? Diving. Oh, right. Diving. 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 <laughs> right, we, we got that enough. <laughs> I'm... No one actually, I never heard like mom saying being passionate about being mom. I love being mom. They're the one that, that g- gives me a reason to live, you know. And I can say working because I love working. But if I don't have my family, there's no reason, you know. I can just live like, you know, nothing. I'm passionate being a mom because that's that's gives me the life. Yeah, that's that give me the reason to live, to wake up in the morning and work for them. Uh, for me, diving, because it's also part of my job. Um, I'm also passionate about um, environmental conservation. So I'm part of some NGOs that work towards that one. And personally, I'm passionate about traveling also. Mm-hmm. I love to travel. So to wrap it up. Why should people come to Koron and dive with pirate divers? Because pirate divers give a best service. We're the closest to the wrecks. So you don't have to do like a two-hour travel from Koron going to the dive sites. It's just like the nearest one is just five minutes away. So you spend more time diving than like sitting on the boat. So that's the best thing about diving with pirate divers. Yeah. What about you as a DN? Well, they already said what I'm gonna say. And pirate divers will always be a pirate divers. Jolly people, chill. They're gonna make you ceviche. Whatever you like, sashimi. <laughs> jungle yeah. juice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gin. You the gin. Uh, jungle gin. <laughs> you have been listening to Surface Time, Confessions of a Diving Junkie. This was an impromptu recording with Flora Camuros, Michiko Fusato, and Sherry Garcia from Pirate Divers on the beach of Black Island, Philippines. By impromptu, all I had was my iPhone and the voice memo app on the phone and hoped that the software were adding out some background noise like Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. I love that they were spontaneous and generous in sharing their stories. We definitely had three intelligent women, each hold a deep well of inner strength, resilience, and big heart. Driven by their own passion, they are distinctively different from each other, yet we can find them totally relatable. And it further validates the beauty of having scuba diving as the common language. Speaking of spontaneity, have you ever acted on an impulse? What did you do when you were last being spontaneous? And what did you gain or lose, if any, for being spontaneous? If you have enjoyed our Surface Time chat, 
please show us some love and subscribe and even better share with your friends and family so that they get inspired and if you would like to share your own stories on surface time or your comments and feedback we would love to hear from you please reach out to us on instagram at service time chat or email us faith at servicetimechat.com Surface Time executively produced by Noitic Production and music by Dress Studio